0: Greetings to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. This is Pearlene Nolan with His Joy Ministries, and I am so excited that you're about to listen to this message. If you would, just pause the CD for a moment and ask Holy Spirit to teach you what you need to know, and then restart it. May the Lord richly bless you. Friday, we, she picked out songs. We ran through them, and I just... I had been thinking about it anyway, and I told her kind of what I think I was going to speak on. And as yesterday progressed, you know, I'm doing these radio programs that, did I tell y'all where they're going? Have I told you about the radio programs? Okay, I got an invitation to uh, be on a station that uh, uh, sends out uh, programs all over the United States. And so when I first got the invitation, I told the Lord, Lord, I can't do it. I'm already doing one show. It takes me quite some time to get that five minutes prepared. And this is a 15-minute program. And, Lord, I know how long it takes me to take five-minute preparation. I don't think I could do the 15 minutes. So I chunked the invitation. Well, when we were in Dallas at a conference, the speaker said something to the effect of, there's more you can be doing for Jesus. Just bow your head and see what it is. (laughs) Well, I bowed my head, and immediately this invitation came to my mind, and I went, Oh, Lord. (laughs) Okay. Okay. However, I threw that thing away. I don't even remember the name of the company. I have no clue how to get a hold of them. You'll have to have them. Call me or send me something. Well, about two weeks after we got back, guess what came in the mail? Another invitation. <laughs> My heart just went plump. <laughs> it should have been going, oh yeah, oh yeah, but it went plump. <laughs> How many know obeying God sometimes is just, uh, well, you have to put your heart in it by faith. By faith. I said by faith. So I called these people up and I said, I'm trying to be obedient to God. Tell me about this radio stuff. And they explained it. It's a 15-minute program. I could choose seven stations and... It goes all over the place, and I chose Albuquerque, uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, Alexandria, Louisiana, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, Kansas City, Kansas, and Pensacola, Florida. You add all of that up, and it's a listening potential audience of 7 million. Yeehaw! So since February the 14th, I have been being broadcast over these radio stations to all of these people. And I'm going, Lord, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me. So yesterday, I needed to get another program done. And I started at like 6.30 yesterday morning, and I began to record. And I didn't like it. So I erased it and I started all over. I didn't like that one either. I started all over. How many know that doing the will of God is not that does not mean everything is going to go without any problems? Yes, it usually means you're gonna have great obstacles to overcome. You're gonna have things you're gonna to have to just press through and and just do it, regardless of what's going on. So I recorded it again. And I liked that one except for some reason it had a big buzz through the whole thing. How many know what I think about electronics? You know my opinion of electronics. And I was just going, this just bums me out. The other programs did not have this hum. I used the very same equipment, but it didn't have this hum. I couldn't get it out. No matter how I tried to go in and, and finagle it, it wouldn't come out. So I just erased it and got up. Now I would spent good portion of the day. And then my daughter came over and I was helping her address uh, 700 and something envelopes. That takes a while for their senior class. And then we had to go to a, a store and I looked for another microphone thinking maybe that microphone had gone haywired. So, I bring the microphone home. When it's all quiet in the house, I load the program, I plug the microphone in, and I record and it sounds pretty good. Just just a little snippet of it. So I started the whole thing and I was giving it my all. I was giving them the (laughs) Word of God and finished it flawlessly. I was so proud. Well, I'd done it about 15 times by then. I should have known it by heart. <laughs> and so I sat down to start listening to edit it. And every little bit, it would go it fine. And then it would go, <laughs> and then it would go, <laughs> and I went, Jesus, 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 help me. I erased it. I put that little microphone back in the package. I got the old one out. And I said, I'm claiming the power of the blood of Jesus over this. Devil, you're not going to stop me. I plugged it in, and I did it again. I gave him Jesus. Again. I bet my neighbors wonder what I'm doing because my windows, there are all open. I, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to get into it, you know, so I can get my voice right. But... um, So, I downloaded it, and I listened. Praise the Lord. I I polished it up, and I sent it to North Carolina. Hallelujah. It's just cool. All I have to do is go to their deal. They've got a special place for me. I open it up. I click copy on this program I just recorded, and then I hit paste, and boom, it's in North Carolina. Is that not amazing? Electronics do have their good points. <laughs> but anyway, after I got through with all of that, I check out the MS News. I don't listen to the news on TV. I don't, I don't, uh, the Word of God says whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things of a good report think on these things. So I just check it out, surface, just to see what's going on. And a little thing down in the middle of this caught my attention. She walks on fire. I "I wonder what that's about. So I just clicked it. It pops open. It's about this woman's testimony of walking on really walking on fire. I thought that woman don't have a clue what fire is. She ought to get in the Holy Ghost. Then she'd know what fire is. But she was explaining how it's such a spiritual experience. Experience to walk on fire I thought this woman's crazy but you know what people like that would be excellent to get born again because if they're crazy enough to do that they would be crazy enough to venture out in the things of the spirit of God amen so I'm just going to pray for her that someone will come across her path and she'll get born again hallelujah but she thought it's just pretty cool to walk on fire and I thought you know that fire ain't nothing compared to the fire of the Holy Ghost. So I've got some fire scriptures before I get into the message. I like the fire of God, do Mm -mm y'all? Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is what? A consuming fire. Hallelujah. So as we worshiped Him this morning, the fire was beginning to swirl. Hallelujah. Did someone's heart just get real warm when you worship? Oh, just get warm fuzzies. I get warm fuzzies. I like those. Don't have to have them, but I sure like them. Amen. Revelation one twelve through fifteen says, "I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, with a golden sash around his chest. His hair, his head were white like wool, white as snow, and his eyes, his eyes." were blazing like fire. Have you ever watched somebody under the anointing and watched their eyes? You can see the fire of the Holy Ghost come out. (laughs) I tell you, it just puts me in awe because I love it. I just love it. I just go, ooh, more Jesus, more. (laughs) (laughs) His eyes were blazing like fire and His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. His voice, His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. I want to hear that. Do you? I want to get in the Spirit and hear that. I love the things of God. Hallelujah. Can you tell I like Jesus a little bit? He has captured my heart. Hallelujah. Luke 3:16. And John answered them all, "I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come whose thrones of the sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Oh, let's say that again. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Whew. First Thessalonians 5 16 through 19. Be joyful always. Well, there's you a good one. We could just camp on that one, couldn't we? I don't have nothing to be joyful about. Oh, yes, you do. God loves you. Jesus loves you. That's plenty of time. That's plenty of reason to throw yourself a joy party. You could have it yourself and invite me, myself, and I and have a joy party and you'd all come. Amen. Enjoy Jesus. Hallelujah. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. You know, that should be written, just give thanks in good circumstances. Right? All circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And do not put out the Spirit's fire. That's what it says. But some of us are on fire to even put it out. We gotta get on fire for God, amen. amen. Acts two, one through four. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly I love the word, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house they were set where they were set in. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Hallelujah. Some people say, well, that was for then. It's not for now. But I beg to differ. It is for now. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the fire of God. Woo! The fire. You know, years ago, I was at a conference, and there was about... 1500 people there and they had about 20 ministers spread out up front and we were told you just go pick one you want to pray for you so you know the word says watch and pray I like to be scriptural so I was watching and I was praying I was looking up and down the line who do I want to pray for me and I kept watching this one lady (laughs) and these people They were lined up in front of each person. And these people that were lined up in front of her, they would get about six foot from her and just fall down. So I just kind of went over and kind of watched. They would walk up, and they'd get that close, and she'd just go, fire. And the anointing of God would knock them clear down. I thought, that's the one I want to pray for me. Because I love the fire of God. Amen. I love the fire of God. He manifests that in several different ways. Sometimes I'll be praying for someone and I get so hot I sweat. And I don't sweat. But when the anointing of God sometimes manifests in the form of heat. Amen but also it could be the passion, the passion For the anointing of God. The passion for the love of Jesus. The passion to honor the Creator for all He is and all He has done for us. That's the fire. The fire of passion. We've got to get passionate about what we believe. Amen? There's people on this planet that they're way more passionate about their cause than we are about the true cause. We can't even get off of our duff to go tell somebody about Jesus because there's no passion. There's no passion. I told the Lord one time way back there, I said, Lord, I'm not passionate enough. And I think if I had a revelation of hell, I would probably be more passionate. Think about that. Am I right? Because you see, if you've got a revelation of hell, if you see what we've been spared from, then you're going to be passionate. Amen. Do you know that that's a hot place? And that it is torment day and night, night and day, day and night. And, you, and when you, when a person goes there, they're going to remember their whole entire stay on planet earth from beginning to end. They're going to hear when some stranger walked up to them and said, Did you know Jesus loves you? And they cursed them and walked away. And maybe they got married and their spouse tried to bring them to church, but they cursed them and walked away. And now they're dead. They're in hell. And they're going to remember all those times. It is going to be torment, torment, torment. There's going to be demons coming with with prods just sticking, sticking the spirit of them. And they're going to cry out in anguish. And they're going to ask for relief. But there never will be relief. That's what we got spared from. Hallelujah! You should be passionate about Jesus and about what He redeemed you from. Glory to God. Well, after I prayed that, I got a book called The Divine Revelation of Hell. I'm telling you, it scared the hell out of me. I thought, dear God, I don't even want my worst enemy to ever go there. You see, that place was made for the devil and the fallen angels. never was made for mankind. But because of mankind's rebellion, God has no choice. Oh, how it must hurt his heart. And I remember Jesse Duplantis saying one time when he was visiting with Jesus face to face, he said, tears started coming down the eyes of Jesus. And he said to himself, there's something wrong. He shouldn't be crying. And he said, Jesus, what's the matter? And Jesus said, I dread that day. And he said, what are you talking about? Jesus said, I dread that day the day when I have to look in the eyes of the people that I love, that I gave my life for, and say, depart from me. I never knew you. I dread that day. You see, our passion... Jesus are to be increasing, increasing, increasing. It should never be going backwards and diminishing. It should be increasing. The love for Jesus should be increasing enough that we're willing to share. We're willing to walk a holy life. We're willing to walk unblemished before our God and before our fellow man. That we can be a testimony of the power of God. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about. The fire and the Power of God. Amen? Amen? I want to talk to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I love Holy Spirit. I was raised in a church. I heard His name only when someone was water baptized. We baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the only time I ever heard His name. Ever. And I was a faithful churchgoer. And then when I was 26, my life was a mess. I'd gotten in such a big mess. I was depressed. I was chronically depressed. I was despondent. I was hopeless. I was in a bad way. One day, I knelt and bowed my knee at the cross of Jesus. And I said, Jesus... Be my Lord. My whole personality went a 180. Hallelujah. And then I began to read the Word of God. And you know what it did? It popped out like it was alive. And it began to speak to me. And I began to see in the Scripture about this thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said, I don't know what that is, but I see it here in the Word of God. And let's read in John 16, verses 5 through 13. It says, and it's in red, But now I'm going to Him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. I'm telling you, if Jesus said, I tell you the truth, it's the truth. I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And He, when He comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in Me. And concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. And concerning judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. Hey, that's good news. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of Mine and disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are Mine, therefore... I said, therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Do you think it's important that we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Absolutely, it is of vital importance. It is necessary if we're going to walk a strong Christian life. Amen. Amen. And you can read the book of Acts, and I can give you all the scriptures, and you will find that when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, something happened. There's only a couple of verses that don't speak it, but then the evidence of it is later. But all the other verses, when someone is filled with the Holy Spirit, what happens? They speak in another language. Why do you think God did that? It is a sign to the unbeliever, but, you know, it's, it's even more than that. That's true. But, and it's also even more than that. When, when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, they have done, um, I don't know the correct medical term, but they've put stuff on somebody's head, and they have measured the brain waves. When someone is praying in the Spirit in another language, something happens in the frontal part of the brain, and it releases certain chemicals. Now, isn't that odd? But when, when God chose this method, and I'm just throwing stuff out there for you to think about. When God chose the method of, of filling a person with the Holy Spirit and out comes their mouth another language, something is going on in here. And what it is, it, you, the tongue is the most unruly member of our whole body. With the tongue, we can control our body, or with the tongue, we're out of control. And if God can get a hold of the tongue, He can control the body. Amen. 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 And it is a scientific fact that a person that prays in another language releases chemicals that will boost your immune system at least 30%. There's good physical um, qualities as well as spiritual. Amen? Amen. I had a whole book called Spoken by the Spirit and I've loaned it out and never got it back and that grieves me, you know? I mean, it's not even in print anymore but the whole book was this. It was someone praying, minding their own business, praying in their prayer language, someone else hearing the language and knowing the actual language. The whole book was that, whole book. It was a wonderful, encouraging book. Like one one person was praying in their living room, had the window open, the sidewalk was right there, and two women were walking by, and that person was praying in these two women's language. But the person, all they knew they were doing was worshiping God in the Spirit. That's all they knew they were doing. But actually what they were saying, the Spirit knew these two women were coming, and He began to speak to these women, and their language gave them the whole entire gospel message to them. And they were saved. That person was just in there praying. Is that not something? Our God is so incredible. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. yee I love it. I love the supernatural. Why do I love it? Because when you're born again, we are supernatural. We have a hunger. We have a thirst for the things of the supernatural anyway, whether we're born again or not, because we're born from above. We're created in God's image. The supernatural is is something that everyone seeks. That's why people get caught up in the occult. That's why they get caught up in Wicca. They get caught up in all this new age because it's supernatural. They begin to experience things, and that makes them want more. Well, I want the true deal. I want the pure from the Father's heart. Amen? Amen. And Jesus said in Luke, look, if you... Be an evil know how to give good gifts good gifts to your kids if you be evil know how to give good gifts to your kids how much more so will the Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit well what's he saying? the Holy Spirit is a good gift and it's something not to be afraid of and if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit I would suggest you begin to seek. For that experience because you need it do you know what else it does for you when you begin to pray in the spirit when you pray in this other language that you don't know something begins to transpire in your spirit the Holy Spirit begins to download over into your spirit strength how many could use some strength in your spirit Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. And then there's other times I've been praying in the Holy Spirit. I was praying in my car, and sometimes that's kind of dangerous to get in the spirit in the car when you're driving. But I was driving down the road praying in my prayer language. All of a sudden the car filled with the presence of the Lord. I was in awe. But I kept praying in my prayer language. And then all of a sudden, the interpretation came. Blew my mind. What God was saying. He was talking to me. And everything that came out of my mouth that God was saying, I've seen come to pass. Hallelujah. That's how Oral Roberts did what he did. That man would pray in tongues and say, God, I want the interpretation. And he would get it, and then he would obey what he heard. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing. It's nothing to be afraid of. You know, I can remember the first time I heard about praying in tongues. I was with my cousin in Lubbock. We had just moved up there. We went by this church, and she said, that church believes in praying in tongues. And I went, ooh, well that's the normal response, amen. Wonder why the people that aren't walking in the power have that response? who would influence them to think that that is yucky the devil the devil will fight praying in tongues more than he'll fight anything else. did you know that <laughs> I find that quite interesting. And my inquiring mind just got to thinking about it. Why does the devil fight that more than anything else? And I figured it out. Because it's the most powerful weapon we have. Amen. When we're praying in our spirit, we have no clue what we're saying. Our head doesn't. Our spirit does. But when we're praying in the Holy Ghost... We are praying things that are of heavenly value. One of my favorite stories in the whole world, read it years ago, this pastor was showing a Jewish teacher around the church facilities. Love this story. He was showing, you know, the sanctuary and everything, and they were walking down a hallway, the door was open, and it was the prayer room, and there were some people in there. And the Jewish rabbi stopped and he began to listen to the prayers going on in there. And the pastor was wanting him to go on, and, and he wouldn't move. He just stayed there. And finally, the rabbi said, who's that fella right over there? And the pastor looked and said, oh, that's brother so-and-so. And the Jewish rabbi said, where did he learn to speak Hebrew? Not just Hebrew, but what we call high Hebrew. And the pastor said, Brother so-and-so, he doesn't know a word of Hebrew. And the Jewish rabbi said he was speaking high Hebrew flawlessly, and let me tell you what he was doing. He was calling angels by name, sending them to missionaries in certain countries by name. But old brother so-and-so was just over there having a good time in the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Spirit was using His tongue to get angels to go help missionaries. Woo! Co-laboring with Him is a lot of fun. Hallelujah! That ought to get you excited. It ought to just make you want to run somewhere, fall down and say, oh, use my tongue, use my tongue, use, just use it, go ahead, go ahead. Hallelujah! You just never know what you're going to accomplish in the Spirit. Hallelujah! You see, when you're born again and saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you are sanctified. Everything you have, everything you are, belongs to Him. It is holy. It is holy. That is why it's important what you put your eyes on, it's important what you listen to, it's important what you say, it's important what you touch, because you are holy. Amen. You're holy. And you're a vessel that God desperately needs to use. Amen. Would you be the one? Would you be the one say, Me, Lord, me, Lord, me, Lord. You know, I read that scripture, it says the Lord was talking and he said, I've looked around and I can find no one to stand in the gap. And the prophet was over there in this vision and he went, I will, I will, send me. Would you be the one? Would you be the one willing to make your body a living sacrifice? And say, Lord, whatever it is, whatever it is, I want to be the one. I want to be the one you use for kingdom, for kingdom advancement. Hallelujah. Another story that I love, this lady was going to her uh, women's Bible class and she lived out in California. She's going down the road. All of a sudden, the unction to pray in tongues come up and so she began to pray in tongues had no clue what she was praying for but the more she prayed she knew it was for their their church missionary she had to pull off the road and sat there and prayed until this thing lifted and so it lifted so she she wrote it down and she went on to church a few weeks later this missionary came home on furlough and She got with him and said, this is what happened on this day at this hour. And they calculated the difference in the time zones. And he said, I can tell you exactly what happened. He said, I I had my little baby daughter. And I was going to go put her in her room in her baby bed. I didn't turn the light on. And I was about to put her in the bed. And the Spirit of God stopped me. And I backed up and I went and I turned the light on and I turned back around to put the baby in the bed and there was a cobra in the baby bed. Co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. What if she hadn't been obedient? You see, we can accomplish more than you can ever think if we'll just yield to the Spirit of God. Amen? And that's hard to do because we're so used to being in charge. We're so used to being our own boss. But the Holy Spirit, when He moves in, hey, He's the boss. Amen? Amen. We just get to work with Him. We get to work with Him. We get to work in the Spirit with Him. We get to see things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woohoo. I get excited. If you're taking notes, Matthew three eleven, Mark one eight, Luke three sixteen, John one thirty three all say the same thing. It's John the Baptist saying, Jesus will come and he will baptize us in the Holy Spirit. And Luke eleven nineteen I spoke this one a while ago. Jesus said, you ask the Father, and He'll give you the Holy Spirit. He's not going to give you a snake. He's not going to give you anything other than what you ask for. And the scriptures that say when the Holy Spirit came on the believers and they spoke with other tongues is Acts 2, 1 through 4, Acts 8, 15 through 17, Acts 10, 44 through 46, Acts 11, 15 through 17, Acts 19, 1 through 7. Just read the book of Acts. (laughs) You know, some people teach, well, when you get saved, you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Show me that in the Word. You won't find it. Amen. But sister, but sister, show me in the Word and I'll believe it. What you find is people believe in Jesus, they're born again, and then you find them being filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, there was a group of believers that believed in Jesus, and someone found this group of believers, and they said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we didn't know there was. And they laid hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I just, you know... Uh, we just get all these religious ideas and it's just good to read the Word of God for what it says. Amen? Amen. Romans eight twenty six twenty seven. 27, Paul says, We don't know how to pray as we ought. We just flat don't know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit prays through us with groanings and utterings that cannot be described. Hallelujah. We were on a mission trip And uh, I was with a bunch of Baptists. Yep. They didn't believe the way I did. But I had been sent by God to accompany them. And uh, the pastor's wife, for some reason, just took to me. And so, all the way in that old school bus to Old Mexico, I shared my story, my testimony how I was raised, and what had happened to me since the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. All the way to Mexico. And so we're getting there, and we uh, there was four towns that they were um, going to minister in, and one night late, it was probably 1, 1.30 in the morning, this pastor's wife just kept asking me questions and asking me questions. Ha, <laughs> ha. And, and, and all of a sudden, I just, I didn't know how to explain it. I just told her, I said, I am sorry. I've got to go outside. Well, I thought I was going to get to go out there by myself. So I go outside, well, she's following me. And I didn't know what to do. So I just, I mean, I just knew the Holy Spirit was compelling me. So I got on my knees and I said, what, Lord, what? And the next thing I knew, I fell over on my side and I was moaning and groaning. And as I gave more into the Holy Spirit, I can tell you it had just the sensation of me giving birth. I have three children, so I knew what that felt like. It it was weird. It felt just like I was birthing. Well, it lifted, and I got up thinking, what in the world was that? Went back in, got the dirt off my pants, sat down, and I said, I'm sorry. I I don't know how to explain that. That's okay. That's okay. Well, the next day... All four cities were having revivals. This little Baptist pastor that didn't believe in anything supernatural, he was preaching, had an interpreter. And he got to the end of his message, and um, he told the interpreter, Do not interpret this. So he prayed. And then he gave the invitation for salvations, thinking he would interpret, but he didn't. But he watched, he said it looked just like people being uh, shot off their chairs with springs. And they all ran down to the front, and salvations were numerous that night. And he found out that those people heard him in Spanish. Working with the Holy Spirit. Needless to say that rattled his Baptist theology. <laughs> oh, God is good. One of the one of the things that the Holy Spirit I can tell you because I have been walking with him thirty three years, is he gives you strength. He gives you strength. He gives you encouragement. He gives you hope. He gives you the power to overcome. He gives you the power to help other people overcome. I want all that He has. Amen? He is such a lover of our soul that he wants the best for us. He wants the best for us. And the best is Jesus. The best is learning how to walk in the Word. The best is learning how to knock a devil out of somebody. The best is learning how to stand in the midst of difficulty. How to stand in the midst of trial. The best. That's my friend. He is my best friend I have had never a friend like him I can tell you whatever the needs you have if you'll just ask him he'll give it to you and he's an awesome teacher the word says he's our teacher and he is incredible He teaches me a lot through nature. I love nature. I love clouds. I love anything that God created. And so He teaches me a lot through nature. I know when He was teaching me the authority of the believer, thank God He taught me the authority of the believer early on. I was down at the creek, meditating on the Word of God, enjoying the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, And I just happened to look over, and about 10, 12 foot from me was a rattlesnake crawling toward me. And it was between the way I could get out. And I looked at it. I couldn't go this way, that way, that way. I had to go that way. And I looked at that snake. And I said, oh, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Do you know he's willing to help you? He said, speak to the snake okay snake I command you in the name of Jesus to turn around that snake stopped rose up stuck its tongue out at me and I said I'm not backing down he laid down and he made a U-turn and I went Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. But see, that's just small to what I've encountered since. Mercy. I could write a book. I think I will. I think I have. (laughs) Oh, he's good. You know what? I have been so drunk in the Holy Ghost that you would have thought I'd have had a bunch of alcohol. Now that's fun. He'll get you that way just because he does. How do I know that? Because it says in Acts, when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, the people watching thought they were drunk. Well, what would give them the the reason to think they were drunk? What do drunk people do? I mean, you know, I mean, they were happy. They were happy. They were staggering. They were stammering. They were just, whoa, 120 people were smashed in the Holy Ghost. That was a sight to behold. I've seen that. And it is a sight to behold. (laughs) You see, drugs and alcohol and all of this stuff that gives you highs, that is the devil's substitute for the real deal, which is the anointing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Jude 20 says to build yourself up praying in the Holy Spirit. When you, when you can tell your spirit's getting a little weak, start praying in your prayer language. Well, sister, I've tried that and I didn't feel nothing. How do you know? Your spirit is not hinged in your thought processes. It's your spirit. It kind of gets muddled up in the transmission. Amen? the word of God says to pray in the Holy Ghost, and it'll build yourself up. It'll charge your battery. That's the original Greek word of the meaning. It'll charge you up. So if you get weak, start praying in your prayer language. In Luke 24, 49, it says we're going to be robed with power. How many know we need power? We need power to defeat the devil. We need power to overcome our own flesh. We need his power. We're foolish if we think we can do it on our own. And so many of our church folk, we think we can do it on our own. But I'm sorry, the Word of God says we need power. 1 Corinthians 3.16 and 6.16 says, Hey, you are the house of God. You are His dwelling. How about that? Do you understand that? I, I don't, but I just take it by faith. Because in the Old Testament, God kept prophesying one day, one day, one day, I'm going to be their God, and I'm going to live in them. And sure enough, the day came when the Holy Spirit came. And what it says is, the Holy Spirit searches our heart, He goes to the Creator Father, He searches His heart, and He brings us together. Hmm. Awesome. Is that not incredible? Glory to God. 1 John 4 says, Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have all of Him. You did not get filled with His little pinky. When you got the Holy Spirit, you got all of Him. And all that you ever need, He'll give. If you'll just... Do what the Word of God says. Amen? You know, we confuse love from God is absolutely, totally unconditional. But we have to conform to God's heart to get the blessings. Amen? We never can do a thing enough to get more love from God because He loves us way more than we'll ever understand. We can't be bad enough that He quits loving us. We can't be good enough that He loves us more. He loves us. But the blessings will have to conform to His Word. Amen? How do I know that? Because we have to do that to get born again. And then the rest is the same way. Mark 9.23 says that all things are possible to him that believe. And 1 Thessalonians 5, I've already read it. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. I've been guilty of that. Because I'll be minding my own business and I'll be thinking about something and I'll see a person and I feel this quickening to go share Jesus and I just go right on. What did I just do? I quenched the Holy Spirit. And I had to learn to apologize. Amen? I mean, it's a process. It is a process of learning and repenting, and He gives us another chance. And, if you know, the neat thing is when we fail the test, it's an open book test. Just open the book, and we get to take it again. Amen? God is good, and He is good all the time. And it is His desire that we be filled with His Spirit. Jesus said, I read it when I opened up, it is necessary. In one translation, it is expedient. Another, it is required that I go because if I don't go, he will not be sent. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your graciousness and your love and your passion toward us. And Father, I just ask that everyone in this room, if they don't know Jesus, I would just ask that today they would make Jesus Lord. And the ones that know Jesus, if they've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I would just ask the Holy Spirit that you draw them uh, to that fullness where they can have the power that you so longingly want to give each and every one of us. Father, for the ones that are sick in their body, I just ask that the stripes of Jesus be appropriated and that healing come and come soon. Father, I just thank You for Your Word, Your promises. They're true. They're yes. They're amen to those that believe. We thank You for the powerful name of Jesus, for the power in the blood of Jesus that makes us righteous with You. Father, we just love You. And we say, you are God. There is no other. Before you, neither shall there be after you. You are God Almighty. And you have issued an invitation for us to be your friend. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen.